0: Eight bit shit show. Welcome
1: to your doom. Hello and welcome to another episode of that eight bit shit show. Uh, I'm your host Adam, and I'm here with Tom.
0: Yo yo yo.
1: How's things, man? Yeah, I got a beer. Yeah, same. What are you drinking uh, tonight? I have
0: a Brewdog Indie.
1: Oh, lovely stuff. I've not tried that one. I do like a are Brewdog. Oh, listen to that crack. Come nice, on. crisp.
0: So um, brew dog are like,
1: so they, they call it their
0: indie, which is obviously like an Indian pale ale, but then they they call it an independent pale ale. And I really struggle to even think of these guys as an independent brewery anymore.
1: Oh, they're not anymore. They're so mainstream now. It's, uh,
0: I mean, yeah. they, they probably maybe are technically independent, but they're definitely not like a small crap brewery. They're, they're everywhere.
1: Yeah, they are the uh, big dogs in the IPA sector.
0: It's good um, shit. I have some spunk IPA in the fridge.
1: Nice, that's always a, a go-to for me as well.
0: So it's, it's always a good foamy treat.
1: <laughs> Damn straight. Okay, um, so this week um, we are going to yeah, be
0: talking... We need a beer for this one, don't
1: we? <laughs> I, massively, yeah. Yeah, I think so. So we're going to be talking about um, a game called Altered Beast. Um, Tom, do you want to start by giving us some background to the uh, the dev of this game?
0: Um. Not really. <laughs> uh, okay, so altered beast. This is a. Uh, have you got the back of the box quote? Let's hmm. let's refresh yeah. ourselves. Of what 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 lies does this game sell us when we buy it?
1: Okay, so altered beast. Enter a time when men were warriors and gods ruled the world. A time of good against evil. A place of danger. Summoned by Zeus to rescue Athena. You will infiltrate the underworld with the power to transform into mythical creatures with supernatural strength
0: and what it also does is goes
1: through the um it goes through the levels but i won't read all of that out at the moment
0: well we'll go through the levels later yeah so okay let's get the the history let's get the the, the information the stuff that, that gives value to our listeners either way yeah uh this was released in 1988 developed and published by Sega originally as an arcade game. And what interests me is this design. This was designed by Makoto Uchida, who um, was the designer for Godnax afterwards. Yeah. So that's a. Uh, there's a lot of similarities to the kind of Japanese take on Western fantasy that you see that you see here. I mean, Godnax is a much better game.
1: hundred oh, um, yeah, percent. So yeah.
0: Machida-san is actually currently still head of a. Uh, he's head of Sega Shanghai division. But he started in Sega back in nineteen eighty seven. And um the story goes that when he was a, he lived in a rural part of Japan, um when he was young and he had no money, he would uh take his bike out and cycle up to the ski resort, local ski resort 90 minutes away or so. So I presume in the northern part of Japan, and um, watch others play arcade games. Um when he got some when he got a bit of brass behind him, he got into Pac Man and uh actually in an interview with Sega he said uh before playing I would go to the bathroom and make sure I had something to drink. Once I started I could play for half an hour without making a single mistake. <laughs> fucking pack ninja. Pac Man's hard. I can't play for half an hour uh, without making a single mistake.
1: Hell no. You must have put some time into that.
0: But yeah, then he got in with Sega. He was a playtester for Afterburner. Okay. Um which man, your eyes you must be seriously cross eyed after playtesting that for a few hours, but <sighs> Yeah. Uh and then he um, he always wanted to get into this game development. So he pitched this game where rather than uh, losing power as you got damaged, you would actually get stronger as you played the game and, and become more muscly and blah, 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 which obviously made it in. And then he eventually came up with the idea that you would eventually transform into a monster. Um, so, yeah, as uh, Golden Accelerator was inspired by Conan, this was kind of inspired by uh, yeah, films like The Howling um, and... Uh, actually, cited as inspiration was uh, the video for Michael Jackson's Thriller.
1: Uh, right. Okay. So, okay, it makes sense.
0: So yeah, so he he um developed this further and came up with the Greek setting. It's filled with monsters, um and but he didn't. The idea didn't get greenlit because there was no one to work on the game. So he continued to playtest on Afterburner, but with the hope that this game would get made, he just kept increasing the ideas on the game. Which because this is a game with a lot of ideas in it. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. uh and it was a really kind of thoroughly thought out game by the time it came to development. Um but when it did come to development and it was uh, finished by the devs who made uh Annex Kid and Shinobi, so they that was Team Shinobi, oh, right, okay. they started work on it using the um yeah, Sega sixteen arcade hardware. Mm. Um but quite possibly what we see is that the the design far outweighed the time and budget now to create the game. So yeah. the design uh, document was was vast um and actually when they were running it the the transformation scenes were seen as so important that they had the lead artists working on just them for a whole month
1: okay okay
0: so um so yeah so sega 16 hardware which uh, was a that's um one of the arcade boards which was eventually used as the basis for the um the mega drive or the genesis Mm -hmm. in north america uh that allowed you know larger sprites, because that's actually one of my big complaints about this game, is the size of the sprites. Yeah, yeah. Um, The characters are massive. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, a lot of the ideas were not implemented into the game, and it ultimately came down to design expense expensive gameplay. Um, one of the examples of this is it was originally supposed to have pressure-sensitive buttons right. for attacks, so you would have light, medium, and heavy attacks for punch, kick, um, based on how hard you press the buttons. Okay. Uh, and he said that the the actual character uh, actions were like cut down to a third or so because of the inability to implement those pressure-sensitive buttons.
1: Uh, right. Um,
0: so you see where, although we're, we're going to shit on this game quite heavily, um, yes, because are. it's a bad game, frankly. But it's funny when you go back and you, you learn about the history of this, I don't think the blame really lies with anyone.
1: Mm, I mean... It's
0: just you can't you can't you can't like hold it against a new inexperienced game designer for having an idea that's too grand for the um the the production process yeah. that he knows nothing about. So you know that was ultimately down to the developers to work with the designer to to come up with something. And we don't know the ins and outs of what happened there, but but yeah, as a result, the um well, he even said himself that the complexity of the game was reduced. That as a result, players got tired of the game relatively soon. So, yeah, that was in, um, in the arcades, but now it was originally actually the pack-in game for the Genesis in North America. Yeah. So when everyone looks back and they think, oh, they, you know, the Genesis, the Mega Drive launched with Sonic, that's not actually the case. The um, Mega Drive was launched in... I, I don't know what the launch game in Japan was off the top of my head, but in America, it was bundled with uh, Altered Beast, and the bundle with Sonic was actually kind of a soft relaunch in '91. Oh, right. When they were going head to head to, you know, to compete with the um, upcoming Super Nintendo,
1: yeah, and to compete yeah. with
0: Mario and try and win, try and win back that market share that America had in North America, uh, that Nintendo had in North America, yeah. Um, so the whole Sonic packing was really headed up by Sega of America. Uh, so yeah, we we over here also had Altered Beast on the Mega Drive. Um, we we also got the Sonic pack in later, so we kind of followed what Sega of America did rather than. Sega of Japan. Uh, there's been a lot of ports of Altered Beast. The Mega Drive, which is the game that we've played and we're reviewing today, um, is the best port. Uh, and some of these are completely virtually un- unplayable. Notably the Amstrad version. Uh, I don't think many people can play the first level even. Okay. It's just so jumpy and so choppy and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of, kind of it. I mean, the Mega Drive uh, port, it didn't have any additions. Um, they actually apparently made it slightly harder than the arcade, which I don't buy because mm. it's not a very difficult game, particularly if you put the effort in to learn it, the difficulty is having the, um, it's like a war of attrition, isn't it? Trying yeah. to play that game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I guess we'll get into that in a bit, but yeah, it's, um, so yeah, there's, I mean,
0: that's, that's kind of the story of how it came to be. Um, it's, it's quite, it's quite an important game, I think. In well, the, in, particularly in the history of Sega in the, the Genesis and Mega Drive release rather than the, the arcade and the other ports
1: well obviously they wanted to go in a more adult direction didn't they or they're making video games for everybody not just seeing video games as for children um, and you know this game obviously uh, targeted at probably a more, slightly more mature audience teenagers and above um, yeah, so yeah and
0: of course with the Sega hardware being based on an arcade uh, board this is why I mean Sega were the arcade port company. Like they they had a lot of games in the arcade, and the Mega Drive Genesis ports were generally pretty faithful. Mm. Far more than like the Atari ports and, and the Famicom and Nintendo ports. So this being a, an arcade developed game, I think that's why it translates to the Mega Drive fairly fairly accurately.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um... So, is there any more you wanted to say on the background to this game before we launch into the uh, the playthrough?
0: No, that's um, that's kind of it. I mean, we we've got to touch on story and gameplay and stuff like that. But it was yeah, you know, it was interesting to see to see kind of where it all came from and how it came together or didn't come together.
1: I mean, yeah, it's interesting that it, you know he had such grand ideas for this game and uh, it ended out like it did. But as you say, but you, you can that see that those ideas sense. in there. You can. Yeah, you can see where he was trying to go with it. It was just probably too far ahead of its time in terms of its idea.
0: I think I may be ahead of, like I said, the production budget team yeah. schedule.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess then we should jump in and talk about the the story. Um, I mean, from playing this through, I mean, I have I played this years ago and had very good memories of playing it years ago, but obviously going back into it and having a lot, bit more of a deeper look at what this game's fully about. Um, I mean, the story, practically non-existent, isn't it, in this? Um,
0: well, there's a setup and a premise. There, there is a story, but arcades didn't give you time to experience story because they wanted no. you to die and get the next person on the game. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but if, if you get into the the manual, there's a little bit more backstory in the manual. Yeah. So See. I can get I can read this here. Yeah, do, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So the story as the manual tells it. It is the time of gods and myths and legends, where men were warriors and courageously fought unnatural enemies in the endless battle of good against evil. It is the time of the altered beast. So summoned by Zeus, the god of thunder, you have been awakened from the dead to challenge the wicked Neph, God of the Underworld. Now I always thought that he was not God of the Underworld, but anyway, <laughs> for the fate of Athena. And Athena is no ordinary girl. She is the daughter of Zeus and, you, and must take her rightful place amongst the gods if only you can free her from her place of imprisonment. Although you were once brave and awesome Roman centurion, the rigours of this journey demand a supernatural display of strength. And so you are bestowed with the powers of the altered beast, the power to transform your being into part animal, part human creature of formidable force. But to achieve this rare form of vitality, you must learn it by conquering foes and capturing spirit balls, You'll muster the energy to transmute from one beast to another. And each time you do, you'll advance one man closer to the realm of the underworld where Neth awaits in a final confrontation. So okay. the, the basic premise is that Athena, who is Zeus's daughter, has, is supposed to ascend to become uh, a god. And a naughty demon called Neph has um, nicked her. And you're yeah. he off to, to save Athena. Okay. And that's it, that's the story in a nutshell. And it doesn't develop, because as you go through, you encounter Neff on every level, he transforms to a boss, you fight him, and then eventually you, you fight, which we'll talk about in more detail, but you fight Neff in his final form, you beat him, and then, all Athena's there, and all oh, happy days.
1: Credits wrong. Yeah, it's very, very short. Um, and I mean, yeah, you don't really get... Unless you had the manual. I mean, if you're playing this in the arcade, I don't know if that's explained anywhere, but you wouldn't well, really know what the hell was going on.
0: Uh, there's There's a scene... And so you start the game and the first scene is a, um, after the title screen is like a mural that shows Zeus, it shows Neff, it shows your character, it shows Athena kind of on her knees and some monsters. And then in the very first level, which we're going to get into the levels, but Zeus is there with a crystal ball and you get this voice, it's like, rise from your grave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and then he says, say, so we have got here and rescue my daughter. I I command you to rise from your grave and rescue my daughter. That's it. That's the in-game explanation. And then at the end of each level, you see like a purple orb, which will have like a, an image in,
1: mm-hmm.
0: just like of a bald dude with a woman. And you kind of have to figure that out yourself. So yeah. yeah, these are back in the day when manuals were essential.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you'd need that manual to actually understand what you were there for. But um, I mean, <laughs> the Neff character is, I I mean, he looks like Uncle Fester, doesn't he? <laughs>
0: I thought he looked like Freddy Krueger.
1: <laughs> he does actually, yeah.
0: You know when yeah. his face comes up at the end and he robs your balls. <laughs> robs, robs, not robs.
1: Oh, uh, robs. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs>
0: like at the end of every <laughs> level, he steals your spirit balls back and he comes out and he's like, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he looks like he looks like a uh, Freddy Krueger, specifically in Number Six.
1: Welcome to your doom.
0: Yeah, that's what his, you, yeah, man. <laughs> that's what I remember about these. I'm sure anyone who's played this remembers the uh, "Rise from Your Grave," "Welcome to Your Dune" uh, sound bites.
1: Yeah, I mean they're very, very memorable, aren't they? Because they're so, so bad, <laughs> but they're, um, they're,
0: they're bad and good at the same time.
1: Yeah, in in an endearing way. Um, yeah, for sure. So that's that's really the story behind it. Um, so I guess we we've gone. On. What what do you think of the gameplay on this song? Well,
0: <laughs> I think um, if we're going to wrap up gameplay, visuals, sound, design, all that kind of stuff into one before we delve into the levels.
1: Yes. yeah,
0: I think visually, and the the, the visuals and the audio in this game are pretty strong, um, especially for such an early 16-bit console game. What I find is the sprites are massive yeah, of the characters. You're like this lumbering oaf.
1: So over, like, they don't need to be that big. They, they take up most of the screen. Well, it,
0: and it, it just it just hampers your movement so much. It really does, yeah. Um, so you're very slow and kind of inaccurate. The hitboxes are te- like, terrible. The accuracy of, of hitting the, the creatures and stuff. I mean, I think the hitboxes are accurate, but the graphical representation of like, the hitbox is there, but it, it's not reflected in the visuals. Yeah. Um, and- so there's a lot of trial and error and learning. But... Yeah visual I like the I like the way that enemy's limbs fly off when you you in the first level especially when you're you're fighting the zombies you'll punch them and like the arms fly off and yeah, the heads will come it's off a bit of a splatterhouse yeah. vibe to that
1: yeah but it's cool
0: overall like the so the, the premise of each level is that you'll start you start as like a regular dude you you battle through the level and you have to collect spirit orbs which are dropped by blue two-headed dogs yeah um and once you've correct, collected three spirit balls, you'll transform into the creature that is assigned to that level. Um, after three dogs have appeared, you'll meet Nef. If you are already a creep, uh, beast, you'll fight him. If you're not, he'll walk away and you have to keep going until you transform. Um, yeah, and then you'll, you'll get to a boss, and you'll be boss fighting the boss in creature form, using whatever yeah. special powers that creature has. Okay. I think the spirit orbs look strangely like the Sega Saturn logo.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought of that actually, but yeah, they really do.
0: So it's a bit yeah. of foreshadowing there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think the gameplay is crap.
1: It is. I mean, honest. you don't have much real estate on the screen because your character's so big, and as you say, it's it's hard to to get around the screen. The controls are very clunky and lumbering, mm. um, and as you say, that the your character can punch, jump, and kick his way to victory in this. Um, it's a side scrolling beat em up. It, it, it doesn't
0: even feel like you're kicking. It feels like you're just like swinging your leg.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's like,
0: no it. like half assed
1: Yeah. It, um,
0: it's,
1: it's not satisfying. Yeah. Is it's
0: it is, it, It's not a fun game to play. I mean, this is no beat em up.
1: Not at all. Like, not at all.
0: You compare this to something like Streets of Rage, which I know is, is a world apart in terms of game design. Yeah. But you're still walking around kicking, punching dudes. And there's no, sure. there's no like, um,. Yeah feeling when you connect with the enemies your limbs just kind of go through them and they take damage
1: and often you'll throw a punch or a kick and well sometimes it won't even register that you've done it so you'll get punched or hit or or whatever um so i think there's some input lag on there as well i I just yeah i didn't have much fun getting through the levels on this game the gameplay isn't no you were
0: you were moaning like a little bitch all week (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah, I mean if you want to put it that way, yeah, it didn't really uh, <laughs> to, let's be honest. I was, yeah, I didn't I didn't enjoy this one, did I? Um
0: No.
1: I think I hate was a word
0: that you used long. a few yeah. times. I mean it's a very short game. You watch her like a competent no death YouTube run, it's like ten minutes. Uh
1: yeah, I know. But um
0: It, it wasn't ten minutes for me.
1: Not for me either, no. No, I spent a lot of it shouting. Um, yeah, but I did I
0: did finish it, especially once you learn... To, well, the other thing, thing is, like, all the bosses can be cheesed.
1: They can. Yeah, once you learn the technique, um, you can get through the bosses quite easily. Otherwise, they are quite challenging. Um, unfairly well, so, yeah, as well.
0: Like if you don't know what you're doing, they are challenging.
1: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the gameplay on this overall is, is seriously shoddy. Um, you can get hit unfairly. Yeah. Um, if your movements don't register right it's just it's just a real pain to play and another game which play is element... a shame
0: because it is it's actually quite a good looking game
1: yeah it looks nice i mean the it's, i like it's the got design some atmosphere, of it. it yeah yeah definitely i mean the design of it's really nice like the the character designs are good apart from the fact that your head's really small for some reason yeah, um, yeah
0: especially when you get into like your third form you've got this like <laughs> you're like absolute beefcake with this tiny little head on top
1: <laughs> i have a friend who looks like that um but (laughs) (laughs) i won't name him i won't name him (laughs) but but, uh yeah so another element of the game um that really makes it a bit of a chore is the fact that you don't pick up any power any any life um restoration anywhere throughout the game
0: that's true actually yeah there's no there's no way to heal you have and I, I and that that down to it being an arcade port right mm, mm. you you have that that healing magic is in your pocket in your wallet
1: yeah exactly i I just think you you'd think if they were porting this to a console, they'd have maybe thought about incorporating something um I know it's a short game, um
0: yeah, and I guess they wanted to
1: to keep that challenge because otherwise people were gonna finish it on day one yeah, that's true, that's true um. Just another element I didn't particularly like, though.
0: <laughs> so, so something that is worth mentioning on this is that it does support um, two-player local co-op.
1: Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which we obviously yeah. haven't had a chance to play because of the... Uh, well, I wouldn't waste anyone's time anyway, but uh, that becomes even less enjoyable because of the uh, sheer number of sprites, um, the sheer size of the sprites. And there's also, you just get a lot more enemies, so the screen's just cluttered and...
1: Yeah. I think if they'd half the size of the uh, the sprites on the screen, it would have been uh, well at least a little bit better, um, yeah, and less cluttered. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, I think that really sums up the gameplay, doesn't it, on this one? Um, yeah, for real. I think does it feel slightly unfinished to you? Um, do you think it was? Rushed? I don't know. I mean,
0: I know the the master system port, for example, only had four mm. levels. Mm. Okay. Um, I can't imagine what an, well, I have seen it but an 8-bit version of this game doesn't look good. Uh, it it feels again like the the ideas were far grander than the the execution plan allowed for yeah so that perhaps cut the length and the amount of content
1: probably yeah yeah okay um so let's I want to talk a little bit then about the um, and we've touched on it, but the the level design, um
0: yeah should we go should we go through each level on this one because I think it's worth it because you have a different beast and you have a different boss and different yeah. enemies so it's just it's just that bit. get some thoughts on each of them
1: Definitely I've got yeah. the
0: list here do you want me to run run through the levels Let's do it yeah so, Okay round 1 this takes place the first round you're you're in the Acropolis um so obviously uh, yeah Athens you can see the Parthenon in the background so it's a lot of a uh, classical Greek architecture in the background and there's a uh, gravestones everywhere and um one of the things that's worth noting on this game is it has a uh, three layers of parallax scrolling, so the the foreground, the mid ground, the plane you play on, and the background um, all scroll at different speeds, which is a uh, which really kind of enhances that that depth of the game, and that's that's re- like prevalent on all the all the levels. But it's it looks really nice here with the gravestones. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you, you're attacked by various creatures here. You have zombies, mainly. Um, so I've got the names of them here as well. Oh, great. So the, okay. the walking zombies are called Slow Feet. <laughs> nice. Um, they are zombies of the lowest rank and burst into pieces when destroyed. The headless ones, so you've got these zombies that carry their heads. Yep. They're called the Headless Horrors. Okay. And they carry their heads in their hands and punch with dangerous accuracy. <laughs> and then there's like these um, gargoyle-type things. Um, they're called skinny orcuses. Uh, <laughs> okay. And it, it actually, it actually has little tips in the manual that you should use that because there's a, a move, isn't it where you lie on your back and kick upwards?
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: it tells you that's the move you should use. Uh right. I and then you've got like the, the hulking zombies that actually have like bits of the skin missing with like rib cages exposed yeah. and stuff. And they're called the Gravemasters.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's say the design on those, on the characters is very cool. Um, you know, yeah, and the drawings
0: in the manual actually are, are nice. They okay. they have, so you, then also you get the, we're introduced here to the wolves that give you the um, spirit balls. Now you've got the brown versions which don't drop anything or the blue versions which do drop the spirit balls. Yeah. Um. Now these are referred to in the manual as three-headed wolves. Right. But in the game yeah. they definitely only have two heads. A
1: hundred percent, yeah. And I'm,
0: in, looking at, I'm looking at the manual now and the drawing in the manual has two heads. Okay. But it's called the three-headed wolves.
1: It's a clever ruse so, so no.
0: <laughs> anyway so you, you get through and you're eventually going to transform in transform into the brain werewolf um so yeah you're like an upright walking on two feet basically like a hairy dude with the wolf head
1: yeah
0: um and then you your punch then uh fires like a fireball and you also have a move where you can like dash uh across the screen and that, yep. that injures things and then you get to a boss called agar uh, so his description: a huge legless monster with endless giant heads, which he'll rip off and continue throwing until you're defeated. Now, I didn't get from the image that he had endless heads; I just knew he was throwing them.
1: Yeah, I didn't know. It just looked like he was throwing random heads at you. Um, yeah,
0: but, yeah. This guy's just like he's just like a. Yeah, he's just like a
1: like bit a of a pile
0: of mess but, Like with some horns, and he he throws heads in the air, and they fall down, and you have to dodge them left and right. And attack him. What's kind of annoying, if you dash at the bosses, none of the bosses, except one um, or two, maybe, if you count it, actually yeah. damage you if you touch him. You just get this weird staggered knockback effect.
1: Yeah, so you can just cheese it and stand so there. So you can
0: dash just... at this guy and you'll just get
1: knocked back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was like... But yeah, so you,
0: that that's it. That's kind of stage one. You fight this guy, you throw fireballs at him. and
1: Yeah, man, I thought that boss was, um, you know, as you say, it wasn't that challenging. Um, you just sit at the end of the level and kind of just do your special move on him and that's it it's job done so yeah should we talk about level 2
0: yeah so round 2 Okay. Round two takes place in a dark and dank cave. Here's the manual I take, right? Inside a dark and dank cave, you've begun your descent into the underworld. Now, a barrage of even more loathsome creatures will be called on to attack you, but the power of the spirit balls will let you fight, fight as a flame throwing were dragon. Now, I take issue with this because the were dragon does not shoot flames. It does not. It
1: fires electric. It does.
0: So, um, but we'll get on to that. So I I do like the manual gives you like a little story as you go. This is obviously where the story of the game, like, so, yeah, it's a story of the, uh, where the game goes, but it actually has pictures and it's like button A lightning bolt, button B laser barrier. So it knows that there's no flames.
1: but Um, it tells you they're flames anyway
0: yeah but so the level design of this again it has like multi-layered parallax scrolling with like mist on the front it's a very dark background and it's got all these like kind of branches and stuff and like drippy things hanging off the ceiling and it's quite cool i I like i mean all the levels look starkly different from one another
1: yeah yeah there's um there's a Um, lot of good variation in there
0: yeah, for real. The the enemies in this level, though, are particular bastards. So I'm going to go through some of these and tell me your thoughts. The first one, these are called the Round Leeches, and they're like purple blobs.
1: Yeah, those guys, um, so they do a couple of little jumps, and you get near them, and then they do a massive jump and end up landing on your head, and you can't move, and they drain your life. Um, it's, they're almost sort of uh, level enders. If If you get hit by one of those, it's like they drain a shitload of your life, and you might as well start again. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: they're kind of avoidable once you know, but they're a bloody annoying enemy the first time it gets
1: you. If you miss it, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, So then the next, the next guy we're introduced here to, there's like a... Do you remember the cockatrice from, that you can ride in uh, Godnax?
1: Yeah, I did recognise this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it makes its first appearance here, but in the manual it's called a chicken stinger.
1: <laughs> That's a fucking brilliant name. <laughs> Chicken so uh, it.
0: yeah these guys kind of they, they're like two-legged little blobs with beaks and a long tail and they they kind of roundhouse kick you with their tail
1: yeah yeah they kind of do a lot of damage as well if you um if you let them but again yeah they can be
0: a bit hard to hit because you have to hit their body but you have to be closer to the body than their reach of their tail so you kind yeah. of got to wait for them to do an attack then step forward and put the boot in exactly which yeah. is easy if you're dealing with enemies one at a time, but then you've got dogs coming from behind you and blah, blah, blah. Um, the other new enemy you get in this is called the Rattle tail. Now, these are like snakes. Uh, well, actually, they're more like Chinese dragons. Yeah. Um, and they attack from above or below, and you get a, they're telegraphed by a rattling tail that comes out the floor or ceiling before they, they make their attack. Um, and all you have to do is kick off the tail or the head. And the as soon as you've tail. done that, the only the tails or the head cause damage.
1: Ah, okay, okay.
0: So the bodies don't actually damage you. It's a kind of weird enemy.
1: Yeah, I kind of I didn't realize you could kick the tail off. I, I was always going for the head. Yeah,
0: so if you kick the tail off when it's rattling out the ground, the the it doesn't attack anymore.
1: Well, I was just jumping over them. But there we go. <laughs>
0: there go. There you go. Yeah, you'll be able to play it all over again and
1: oh, the and joys.
0: You be, be better. Um, and then we come to one of the worst bosses in all of video game history, oh, uh, who's called Octeyes.
1: Oh, this. I hated this boss so much, honestly.
0: Well, I think we were both doing it wrong. This this so this boss is a fern, a plant, and it it opens. A, it looks a bit like a Venus flytrap to me, and it opens up and it has a whole bunch of eyeballs, and then it fires the eyeballs at you, um, kind of relentlessly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. What did What did you think of this? I thought it had a very misleading. Well- uh design
1: yeah i mean i wasn't really sure how to beat it at first i thought i was just sort of staying back and firing and avoiding the eyeballs where i could and then i so your second attack is like a it's you fire electricity out of your whole body in a sort of uh the whole circumference of your body don't you yeah Um, and you can you can hit all like all of the eyeballs around you with them but you still end up getting hit a fair few times by doing that
0: well and what happens is when you're attacking the eyeballs that are being fired at you they flash red to indicate yeah. they're taking damage but also the boss um, indicates that it's taking damage as well but it seems to just take forever to kill the boss that way whereas yep. I watched a video later and apparently what you do is you fly straight up to the boss the second he opens you spam attack and he dies almost immediately
1: <laughs> I really wish I'd so, known that
0: so a little bit shit really
1: yeah yeah As you said, there's always ways to sort of cheese these bosses.
0: Yeah, there is. Um, And that's not necessarily good design. No. So, level three. Um, Okay, level three takes place in a cavern. The story says, inside a cavern, deeply carved into a rock basin, you are beset by crevasses everywhere. Fall into one and there's no return to the world above. Turn into a careful and crafty werebear (laughs) and your chances of survival are increased. So yeah, this is another cave level, but it's got rock wall backgrounds it's got stalagmites and stalactites which again with the parallax scrolling look pretty cool and this is one of the levels that has it has multiple levels in it doesn't it you've got higher platforms as holes you can fall into so there's a bit more of a platforming vibe which doesn't suit this game at all
1: no no i mean the holes sort of caught me out as well to start with i didn't know they were there so um but yeah again as you say another cool level design what were the enemies um on this one new enemies
0: so my favourite enemy on this one, they're called the Cave Needles, and these are like uh, like ants that run on their two hind legs, and they have like a stinger that's pointed forward. Yes. Um, They're really cool because they're really fast and they run at you, and they, all the enemies in this game take one hit to kill. So it's just about timing. They're, yeah, they're like a wasp-ant combo thing. Yeah,
1: they're normally um, in pairs as well, or quite often.
0: Yes, yeah, they are, and they're, they're, they're cool. Um, Then you've got some terrible enemies. There's uh, Fossils. Um, which are like stone monsters that come at you, and then there's these rock turtles.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Um and yeah, they are essentially turtles with rocks instead of shells. Um and then you get to a really, really terrible boss on this level who's called the Moldy Snail. <laughs> um who who looked and he says, Part snail, part salamander. So this this boss to me just looked like a fossil.
1: It did, yeah, floating fossil.
0: So tell me about the bear's attack moves and how this works with the boss, what your experience was.
1: So the bear kind of, uh, I guess it's supposed to be what I could make out like a a growl or shout. Um, So it sort of bites at its opponents. Yeah, but it looks like he's blowing on them. It does, yeah. Um, And your second attack, you curl up into a ball and jump around the screen. Yeah, Um, Sonic
0: the Hedgehog style.
1: Exactly, yeah, which all bears do. So it makes sense. Of course, yeah. but again, so the best way to beat this boss I found was go straight up to the, straight up to him uh, and just continually spam your. Yeah, and you
0: you kind of jump inside the boss, don't you? And then because yep. of this rule that touching the boss doesn't kill you, you jump into him in your spin attack. Then you land, you get pushed back a bit, and you you rinse and repeat.
1: Exactly. Yeah. One
0: thing I've got to say I do like is the aesthetic of as you're damaging the bosses, they they turn from their normal color to an increasingly like angry red
1: yeah and the, and the sort of the attacks that they do speed up slightly as well
0: yeah so rather and the music speeds up as well. so rather yeah. than having like a, a life bar, there's like a visual indicator of of the damage
1: they've taken. yeah, that is quite cool actually thinking about it
0: so that's a that was a nice touch um, okay, a couple more to go on to round four uh, you have arrived in front of the gates to the underworld palace. you stalk angrily, boldly searching for an entrance. Now is the were tiger, nothing can hold you back. So this, yeah, this level you are in, um, so I don't know how you've gone from a cave to this, but you're basically in, in an indoor palace kind of area and we start to see a lot of returning enemies. You're seeing the, the zombies and stuff yeah. and there's lots of columns. There's a little bit of platforming, but it's not overly complex. One of the new enemies here is the hammer demon. Um, so they're like winged imps that have a, that ride on like a hammer. Is it like a witch riding a broomstick? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, if they get above you, they'll kind of pile drive you from above.
1: Yeah, so you just have to jump and hit them as soon as you possibly can. Um, yeah. But this level, um, I think the the, uh, the tiger is possibly the worst of all the things that you turn into. What would you say?
0: Yeah, I think so. There's one one more point in the level before we get to the boss. Yeah. Did you notice the statues of the rhino in the background?
1: I didn't. I didn't see those.
0: Yeah, if you watch this level, there's statues and obviously the rhino is Neff's final form. Yeah. Okay. So you do see some kind of statues of,
1: of, of the final
0: boss, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So so yeah, the, the the tiger fires he looks very much like the wolf, but he's gold. Yeah. Um he fires a ball that doesn't go in a straight line, it bounces up and down. Yeah. And his other move is um like a vertical dash. Where he the, launches um, up and then...
1: Yeah, the same as the werewolf, but vertical, basically.
0: Yeah, he launches up and then back down, damaging whatever's in his path. <laughs> now, the boss on this level is... Um, he's called the Crocodile Worm. <laughs> okay. And he is described as a fire-breathing, floating beast which emits fiery little dragons. So he was like a ball of fire with a crocodile wrapped around it.
1: Yep yeah
0: um, and he shoots fireballs at you, and he's one of the few the two bosses that damages you if you touch him, yes, because yeah. he has this ball of fire in the middle, and basically the principle of beating him is to stand in front of him and dash up and down, but not to touch the fireball, so you just have to kind of hit his nose.
1: Now this one took a slight bit more skill to actually do. It wasn't just go to the end and and just spam your attack on him. You did have to time yeah. it and avoid his attacks. So there was a bit more to this boss. It's probably
0: And, and when we say all these bosses are cheap and you just spam your attacks, they're not easy by a long shot because the gameplay is crap.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: yeah. It's just that once you figure it out, there's just not a lot to it more than luck. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, kind of weird boss on that one. But then we get to the final level. It says, you've survived the labyrinth of the underworld so far. Only now, Neff wants to protect his prized Athena. Can you survive your ultimate test of will and cunning? um they will maybe but there wasn't much cunning here
1: not a great deal
0: so uh you will eventually transform into the golden werewolf on this level which is exactly the same as the other werewolf but he has a different color he's like a color palette swap
1: yeah
0: so i don't know if this was a design choice that had to be made to save time and money or, or whatever but
1: yeah yeah
0: some weird enemies on this level lad so we have the sawfishes. Um, you don't see many of these. I only saw a couple. They're like curl up into. They look like Metal Sonic, actually. I don't know. They curl those. up into balls. No, I've I played for a couple of times and I think I may have not even seen them on the one playthrough. Okay. Uh, there's some goats that are like boxers. Yeah, they're annoying. Called the gory goats. Yeah. Um, you've got these weird unicorns, purple unicorns.
1: Yeah, that was odd. That was trippy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that should kind of walk in and do flying kicks at you. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and then these things called the Rad Boars. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah, which are <laughs> pigs with boars that walk on two legs and attack you. Yeah. And then your final confrontation with Neff, he is basically Rocksteady from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: Yeah, it's uncanny. Yeah.
0: Um, it. And to beat Neff, you walk up to him, you immediately lie down and fire, fireballs at him because he punches you a lot, and that goes straight over your head.
1: He does throw a kick out now and then, which does. Yeah, get you but
0: out. I mean, you you've you've got to hit him what maybe ten times. Yeah, and you can get five in between each kick. So as long as you've got a couple of life bars left, you're you're going to do okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, precisely. He's um he's he's not difficult for a final boss. Um, I mean, none of them really are. But you think for a final boss, it would have been a bit more challenging. I mean, if you didn't have the the lie down technique, that would have been a hard level to to beat. Um.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can dash through him as well.
1: You can, but he often punches you straight afterwards. So. Um, yeah yeah.
0: a lot of that one comes down to you know it all bets are off if you've got a life left or two lives left you're just going to hammer him and beat him exactly yeah um now here's a a couple of things at the end of the manual they got helpful hints
1: okay
0: Uh, i thought that it was good to have the manual for this one because so much of the game exposition was in there
1: definitely
0: um so yeah each enemy has a weak spot certain kicks and punches identify those weak spots more effectively well that's a lie because each enemy dies on one hit typically (laughs) Pretty um much. a couple of them like the purple bouncing balls take two kicks. Yeah. But there's there's no real way of targeting a weak spot on the majority of enemies.
1: Didn't see any weak spots really. You can knock the heads off, um, that's about it.
0: If a spirit ball floats off screen, they're gone for good. So sometimes they'll float up and get out of reach and you'll be jumping after them and trying to get them.
1: Yeah, that is frustrating. But
0: here's what I didn't realise. To continue when game over screen appears, press start button whilst pressing A and you'll resume play at the beginning of the last round.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. That okay. would have been handy. It would have been very handy. Okay. So that's guess... it.
0: That's that's the levels.
1: Yeah. I mean some like like you said though, there's there's some good variation in there. You know. It, it design wise, i c I can't fault it too badly. Um it's just the gameplay that really lets it down and makes it a less than enjoyable experience.
0: Yeah, ultimately Gameplay is king and it's not a fun game to play, so
1: No, exactly. Um so, what are your sort of overall thoughts on this, Tom?
0: Well, I mean, I think it's just what I said. I do. I I enjoy the aspirations behind the game. I think it's it plays terribly. I'm, I mean, if I'm going to give this a ranking, it's like four.
1: See, I went three. maybe. But that's
0: probably a bit high. Yeah. I mean, I it's hard, isn't it? Because I look back at other games that I've given a four. And the only one of recent memory, memory is Resident Evil Revelations on the um, okay. Contender DS. Yeah, and that's a far better game than this is. But obviously, it was a different time. Um, I'm giving it a lot of points for the design and the technical achievements in terms of all that parallax scrolling that's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, uh, the the ambition that goes into the game, but ultimately, it's not worth your time to play it. Um, from a standpoint of a historical interest and a design interest, it's absolutely worth your time, but you're not going to have fun.
1: No, I wouldn't go into expecting to, uh, to enjoy it. Um, I mean, I guess uh, my closing statement on this would be that it's a game that's well remembered by those of us that did play it back in the day. You know, I was quite mm-hmm. excited to go back in and play this. Um, yeah.
0: And as I, as I said to you at the time, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see. see if that holds.
1: Yeah. And it certainly hasn't. Um, I mean, it's it's a game that hasn't stood the test of time for me, um, and I think perhaps it's best left as a as a memory. Um, I think know, it's good. frankly
0: a game that wasn't that good in the first place, let alone the test of time. I mean, if you listen to uh, Machida-san's uh, comments about how he witnessed people in the arcade got fed up of it very quickly, yeah. um, it could have been a case of that's all we had.
1: Maybe it was. Maybe I'm just looking back at it and thinking, well, I had a good time on it back in the day, but I didn't have any alternative.
0: Yeah, like when you get your Mega Drive for Christmas with a bundled in game, yeah. mum, dad, go buy me another game in January. Forget it. <laughs> like, you've got you've got this for your birthday.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that could be the case. I mean, I do think it's one to be left left in the uh, the vaults than to be dug out of its grave again. To,
0: to be put in the, uh, the Acropolis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite. Yeah. I mean, as you said, there's much better examples of the genre from around the same time, you know, Streets of Rage. uh, Slightly unfair to compare it to that because it's like much later, later,
0: much later game as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, But I mean, even things like Double Dragon, which is before it, I preferred. Um, But yeah, uh, overall, for, for me, I gave this a three.
0: I'm now fact checking you on the release date of Double Dragon.
1: Sure, it was 87. Sure, it was before it. seven, yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool.
0: I didn't realize that Double Dragon Four only came out in twenty seventeen.
1: Nor did I. I didn't know they'd made one. Okay.
0: I knew it was. I'd heard about it, but. Uh, but so, no, okay. I think that.
1: I think that wraps up for this episode, doesn't it? Really. Um,
0: yeah, I'm going to be writing the written review as we always do on this, um, which you will find at.
1: HappyHourGaming.net
0: Yes. And also, now let's just shout out. I know we're we're going to shout this out every week. Um, We have a Discord. That's the most intimate place to get in with us, um, which you can find the link to directly on the Happy Hour website.
1: Yep. You just click the box and it takes you straight in. Um, And we will say hello when you do.
0: Yeah, for real. And we come and play along on whatever we're playing at the time and send us your thoughts and opinions. And, you know, you can tell us games are good. We'll play them and tell you they're bad. Exactly. That's kind of how it works.
1: Yeah, it should be good fun. If, uh, if people get involved, that'd be brilliant, and we can uh, certainly take on board some suggestions and have some fun playing them together.
0: Excellent. Thank you for having me on your show again.
1: Well, thanks for joining me, Tom, and we will uh, see you again for another episode of the 8-Bit Shit Show.
0: Yeah, next week with another beer.
1: Hell yes.